Father God, I thank you that you are in this place. God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your peace. I thank you that you are high and lifted up. I thank you that you are king. I thank you that you are Lord. I thank you that you are righteous, that you are pure, that you are holy. I thank you that you're a God of love. I thank you that you are a God who is the abundant, the above and the beyond. I thank you that you're a God of kindness. I thank you that you're a God of healing, that you're a God of wholeness. You're a God of restoration. You're a God that goes before us, that walks alongside us. You're a God that opens doors, that closes doors. You're a God that is full of laughter. You're a God that is full of grace. Father, you're a God that sits with us where we need to sit, that you stand when we're standing, and that you walk as we walk, that you are with us, that you're not trying to make us anything. You just want us to be who you've created. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, I just ask that we can have fun this afternoon. I ask that we can just have fun with you. Father, that where there's a spirit of heaviness, that you would bring a lightness. That, Father, where there's some things that have been holding us back, as we let them go, that we could be lifted higher. Father, I ask that you would lift our eyes up to you, that you'd lift our heart up to you. Father, I ask that you would give us uh, wisdom and understanding, pictures and direction. That, Father, over these next several minutes, that you would literally have your way. Father, this afternoon, that you would have your way. Continue to bring us where you're wanting to bring us, to feed us what you have to feed us. God, I just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are. You are good. You are good, regardless of the bad and of what's happening. God, you are a God of goodness and a God of love. Let that goodness and that love speak to us today, God. And I ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Did you guys have a good lunch? Good. Are you ready for more? Good. Oh, yes. Good. I like that. Okay. So this afternoon, so I've got a little bit of a shorter time, I think. Though I'm not quite sure, so I'm just going to talk until I get kicked off, I think. But I've got a little bit of a shorter time, and the Lord gave me a phrase earlier this summer, and I've, not, I've kind of talked about it a little bit in a few things that I've done, but I haven't actually kind of preached on this. But it's a phrase that he gave me, and then he broke it down into four sections. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what that is, and then we're going to look at the four sections. And I am believing by faith that as I am talking, the Holy Spirit is working through here, and he is going to give you something specific. So I really want you to have your spiritual ears open. He's going to give you a word for you, or maybe if it isn't today, in the days coming, he's going to give you something specific, because this is what I felt that he said. Earlier this summer, he said this. When I put my glasses on, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what he said. Okay. It all shifted about two years ago. You're not there yet, are you, KD? Are you there? It's weird, isn't it? 
strange, a horrible, a horrible thing. I do pray periodically, for, and then I think, well, it's age. Is it right to pray that, you know, I don't know if my faith is up there yet to reverse. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> move on, Jen. Okay. At the end of the summer, the Lord said this, and this is why I've not been able to shake. It was simply this. I felt him say, we are in a season of name change. We are in a season of name change. We are in a name changing season. I can feel it as I say it. We are in a name changing season. You are in a name changing season. God is in the business right now of changing some names. He's rewriting some names. He's taken away some old names and he's giving you some new names. There's some names that you have been carrying that he does not want you to carry any longer. There are some names that you have been speaking over yourself that now is the time to stop speaking that name. That no longer is your name. There are names that others have spoken over you and he is saying that is not your name. You will not speak that name anymore. He does not want that to be your name. That is not the name that he is giving you. But at the same time that he is saying that is not your name, he is also handing out new names. And I see him giving out new names. There are new names. He's going to begin to speak a new name over you. I don't know what that name is. I, it can be anything. It's a name that he's speaking over you and that he's speaking over your next season. And so he is going to begin to start saying that. I want you to keep your ears open, Lord. What is the name that you are speaking over me? What name do you call me? Because you've been called some names that were not from heaven. The last season has carried some names and some labels that were not from the heart of God. And names have been put on us, but remember what I said at the beginning, my house, my story. My house, my story. If there are names that have been put here, this is my house, and I can decide to remove that name. I no longer receive that name. That is not my identity. Christy alluded to it in her first message about the importance of the identity. Knowing who we are in Christ is absolutely crucial. Those of you who raised your hand at the end when I talked about, yes, I want to reconnect, come in line with him, with Jesus as Lord of my life. Now is the time to get discipled, to learn, to study. Look at Christy's program, what she's been um, promoting. I don't know much about it, but just from that, I'm like, yeah, sign up, hello. I'm sure she'll be talking about that. Learn. And in the middle of that, say, God, what is my name? What is my name? What is my name? What is he saying to you? What is he wanting to call you in the next season? I want to look at four people who had name changes. And I'm not right. I haven't actually studied this out to know if every name change in the Bible is before a new season. I generally don't know, so I'm not writing a new doctrine or anything here. All I know is these four had a name change 
right before a new season. It'd be fascinating. I might do that. Go back and look. But I want to look at four, and the four were very different. There's something different with each one of those uh, in regards to the name change. So as I go through them, I want you to think about what is the Lord saying to you? What is your new name, and which one of these do you identify with? The first one is an obvious one, probably one of the most obvious name changes in the Bible, and that's Abram to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. At 75 years old, a promise was spoken. I believe there's some people, and I've seen this over the last several months, actually, in different things that I've done. I believe there is a move of God with the younger generation. There's a move of God with all of us, let's be honest. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people who are maybe slightly older, not old, but slightly older, that the Lord is beginning to stir in you a belief that there's still something more. There is still something more. And I just want to rest on that a minute because the Lord might be on that for you right now. There's still something more. I feel like one of the lies the enemy may have been, have been speaking in this last season is it's done, it's over, you're too old, push aside. There is still something more. Whatever has been before, there is still something more. I don't care if you're 105 years old in this room, there is still something more. There is still something more. Everyone under the sound of my voice, there is still something more that the Lord has for you. There's still something more. What is that promise? And many of us know the story. At 75 years old, he was given a promise. And then in Genesis chapter 15, in verse 1, it says this, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I'm your shield, your reward. Your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring. A member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. Don't try to make it. Don't try to figure out what God's going to do. Don't try to get logical on God. When he's given a promise, allow him to outwork that promise. Verse 5, he brought him outside and he said, look toward heaven and number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. He was still in the waiting season. 
So now we don't know the exact age. He's probably in his 80s. He's had that promise for a while. I'm holding this promise. I'm believing this promise. I feel like I'm too old for the promise to come about, but I'm still going to hold the promise. I can't see how this might work, and I've been up at night trying to figure out how I'm going to make it work because God's good, and I'm sure what he said is going to come to pass, but it, I just I haven't read this story before in Genesis, so I'm not quite sure what the outcome is. And so maybe it will be this, and maybe it will be that. And so he's been doing this year after after year after year after year how many of us year after year after year have been holding on to a promise how many of you year after year after year yes have been holding on to something and you then you maybe think I feel like a lot of us it's like we're getting close and it's like I think this is how God's gonna do that okay and then we get close and it's like, oh, I bet this is the one that's going to help me. This is the person. This is the job. This is the spouse. This is the child. This is the income. This is going to be it. And suddenly it's not it. And then COVID happens. What do I do with the promise now? What did Abraham do with the promise? In that moment, God said, look up. Look up. Don't look down. Don't look around. Look up. I haven't thought about this in many years, and it doesn't really mean a lot, but I'll say what just popped through my head. Many years ago, I was in um, El Salvador for a missions trip, and I remember the, the shower that we had. There were spiders everywhere. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm not a spider girl. I don't know if you are, but I'm really not a spider girl. And I remember it was just, it was, it was a difficult, it was a difficult missions trip. And I remember going in, because I am a little, you know, I'm, can you tell? I quite like makeup and, you know, I just, that's just who I am. I'm kind of that kind of a girl. And so to be in this kind of a situation, and I remember having to go in and all the spiders, and I would just tell myself, don't look up, don't look down, don't look around, don't look up, don't look down, don't look around, don't look up, just do what you need to do, don't look up, don't look down, don't look around, don't look up, don't look down. Maybe that needs to be you today. Don't look up. Don't look down. Don't look around. Just do what you need to do. What's in front of you? What has God said to you? What's the promise? Don't look up, down, around. Just set your face like flint. So that's what God said. Look at the stars. Come back to center. This is what I've promised you. What has God promised? Believe him. Because then we come to Genesis 17, 1 to 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said, I am, excuse me, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face and God said, Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of the multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the, the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make you into nations. Kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Abraham lived under an old name until a new season. 
But did you notice the minute God changed his name was the beginning of his next season? When God said, I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham, exalted father to father of many nations, it was soon after that that Sarah became pregnant and then she had a baby at 90. Remember we heard that earlier. She laughed like, really? And had a baby at 90. The promise that he had been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for, when did it come after a name change? I believe God is saying this is a season of a name change. This is a season of a name change. And this particular name change brought a shift in the promise. Have you been holding on to a promise for a long time? Could it be that the Lord is saying to you today, there's a shift coming. There's a name change coming. And the name change that he's giving you means there's a shift in the promise. And that promise that you've been waiting for for many years is coming closer and is coming closer. Don't put your eyes on the answer. Keep your eyes up to heaven and trust him and his timing. But ask the Holy Spirit, is this my name change? Another well-known name change, Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is speaking to Simon, who's then called Peter. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. This was after Jesus had said, who do people say I am? What name do people give me? Some Elijah, Elisha, you know, John the Baptist, all these names were thrown out. What name do you call me? And that's when Peter did finally something really well. And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He spoke the name above all names. And Jesus said at that point, blessed are you, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Boy, do I like that. There's something that rises up on the inside of me with that. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. It reminds me of earlier when we were talking about the bride of Christ. The gates of hell will not rise up against it. The gates of hell cannot come against a unified bride of Christ who knows who she is, who knows the name that she is under, and who is above the name above, or under the name above all names. That's who we are. You know, earlier, it was before the panel, I don't know, it was worship maybe, at some point, just, just recent, just a little bit ago here, I was standing down there in front, and I was just kind of looking around, I think it was during worship, and I was just looking around a bit, and I thought, these ladies have no idea, I don't think, what is fully in you. I don't have a clue what's in me. So, you know, I'm not being critical. I'm saying, I don't think we fully get it. Maybe you do. Let me just say, I don't fully get it. And there are times I have to stop and think, I have got the spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of me. You have got the spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of you. Do you realize the power that we carry? 
clearly not. The authority that we walk in. The spirit of the living God. And I'm looking around and I'm watching that. I'm thinking, this room is incredible. I'll be honest, this is what I was thinking. This room is incredible. Ladies, you're incredible. Not just because of who you are. I'm sure you're incredible. But because of the spirit of the living God. The gates of hell cannot stand against the living God. They can't stand against the power of God. They can't stand against the promise of who God is. I told you I'd get loud. This is who we carry. This is who is on the inside of us. And when we finally get it, you know, one of the things I feel God has been saying to me over and over and over and partly through COVID and through all of this and like I, I kind of alluded to a little bit about pushing me out of my comfort zone and doing some videos and that, you guys have no idea how nervous it makes me to even get up and to do those things. And I feel God just really pushing me like, Jen, get over yourself and just do what I'm calling you to do. It's not about you. It's not about what you feel comfortable or not comfortable doing, or if you think you do it well, just do what I'm calling you to do. And it's like I could feel God almost begging, though he's not begging, but really just come on, please, honey, get this. Please get this. And I want to speak it over every one of you. Please get this. This is the heart of heaven. Guys, it's us. We're his voice right now. We are the ones. It's you. It's me. We are the ones to be the voice. We are the ones to get out there and say the gates of hell are not coming against me. I'm not on my watch. No. Because the spirit of the living God is in me. My eyes are to heaven. I'm keeping my heart and my house pure. I'll speak with boldness and I'll see a move of God. So Peter had a name change. His past failure had no bearing on his future calling. After his name changed, we know he became one of the lead apostles in the Acts, and he preached, and 3,000 got saved, and he never went back to who he was. Remember that full stop? Don't go back. Choose not to go back. It's your choice. It's my choice. My latest book that I did on Unwavering is all about that power of choice. I could feel, I just felt it so strong, the power of choice. Sometimes we forget the power of choice. He chose not to go back. I put a full stop. My past failure does not define my future calling. And his name change brought a shift in position. So for Abraham, a promise was released after the name change. For Peter, there was a position that was released after the name change. This one is slightly different. Luke chapter 1, verse 59 is in here somewhere, 59. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. This is John the Baptist, by the way. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, no, he shall be called John. 
And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by his name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. That's a great, I do love the Bible as well. And they all wondered, why? Why is it John? You can imagine them going, hmm. Okay. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. This is probably one of the quickest name changes in the Bible. His name is Zechariah. No, it's John the Baptist. A generational name was replaced with heaven's declaration. There are some generational names that are coming down today. And they are going to be replaced with heaven's declaration. What does heaven say over you? A generational name does not need to stay on you. You can draw a line in the sand and say no more. And I believe there are some generational names in here. And they're coming to mind even as I'm talking. And I know that they are probably quite painful. And with as much love in my heart as I can muster. I want to say to you, that's not your name. That's not your name. Many years ago, when uh, I think I was, I'm sure I was a teenager, and those of you who are about that age, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but a long time ago, they had phones with cords. Um, and uh, you would pick up the phone, that was attached to the wall. And there's a little button that you would push to like, I don't even know what the button did basically, but to you know, end your call, you can push that little button. Well, when I was a teenager or younger, what I would do when I knew the phone had rung and my parents were you know, talking on the phone, I was just kind of wanting to know, I wonder who they're talking to, what are they saying, what are they saying? So what you could do, I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but you could gently lift the receiver and sneak your finger in there Yes, somebody has done this. Thank you. Okay, you can sneak your finger and hold it down, and then you can listen in and eavesdrop, and they don't know that you're doing it. Come on, how many people have done that? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm not the only one. Okay. So many years ago, I was doing that, right? And so I'd go, and often, I would just put the phone down, because it was just some boring adult conversation that I really could have cared less, right? But I just always thought, oh, maybe there's something juicy that I'm going to learn, you know? So anyway, there was this one day, and I did that, and I put my finger down, and I picked it up. And I picked it up just in time to hear my dad, my sister's name is Tammy. I picked it up just in time to hear my dad say, yeah, Tammy's the hard worker, Jen's the lazy one. And I remember I just put it down in little tears. I thought, that's what my dad really thinks of me. Now let me interject and say I have an amazing father who loves me dearly. And at that time and at that age, he was right. I was, I was actually very lazy. I'd kind of start something, I'd leave it. And I was a dreamer, so I kind of actually forget I'd even started it. And I'd be off dreaming and playing and creating and all sorts. And then they'd have to call me back to finish my chores. And it was one of those seasons, right? So he wasn't being mean. He was just, you know, was saying what he thought. But boy, did it hit my heart. That's what he thinks. And sometimes when words like that... And you've seen this kind of illustration before. 
you just put that right, that label just gets stuck on you. That name can get stuck on you. Lazy. You're the lazy one. Or whatever it might be. And many years later, this was, I mean, I was living in England at the time, so maybe 10 years ago or something like that. In a couple of weeks, I'll be here 18 years. Amazing. 18 years. Okay, anyway. So a couple, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I was talking to my parents over FaceTime. I can't remember why I said it, but I remember saying to my dad and my mom and dad, I said, Dad, I need to hear you say that you're proud of me. Now, I knew he was proud of me. Like I said, I make him, you know, he's a brilliant father. And he, he said, Jen, you know that I'm proud of you. I mean, he was actually shocked. You know I'm proud of you. I said, I just, as your daughter, I need to hear it right now. He said, Jen, I'm so proud of you. And after that, whenever I would talk to them, I noticed, we never brought it up, and I never said anything about it, but I just noticed that my parents, at the end of the conversation, every conversation now, they say, Jen, we're really proud of you. We're really proud of you. But what I think we do is we take that and we stick it over that. You see, I haven't removed lazy. I've just applied proud of you. And when I was thinking through this and thinking about a name change, I felt that there were many of us that were holding these labels. You might have some really great labels that are showing the world, but maybe deep underneath that are some labels, some generational labels, some words that have been spoken that you've not yet removed, you've just covered up. And I felt the Lord say this. I said, Lord, what do you think of me? And this was just, I was trying to do a quick illustration for a group I was leading, and I just felt, he said this, you're much loved. I mean, I could pick numerous things. And if I'd written it on the right side of the label, <laughs> you'd actually be able to see this illustration work really well. <laughs> so we're going to pretend that this is the right, so we're going to pretend this says much loved on the right side of the label. See, this is what happens when I try to do an illustration without my glasses. <laughs> but what God doesn't want us to do is take what he says and apply it over what they've said. Even if it's been good, what does God say? Maybe it's good that it's blank. You can write, fill it in. What does God say? I'm not putting my trust even in the fact that my dad said he's proud of me. That's brilliant. I love it. But more than that, my father in heaven loves me. Therein is my identity. A name change can change everything. So we have Zechariah that became John the Baptist in about 35 seconds. A generational name was replaced with heaven's declaration. And this brought a shift in perspective. And that perspective shift released the new name. See, with Abraham, the promise was released after the name change. With Peter, the position was released after the name change. But with John the Baptist, there was a perspective shift which released a new name. 
And for some of us, I feel like we need to change our perspective and then God's going to release the name. And especially if it's been a generational thing that you've had on for a long time. I need to shift my perspective and see myself as he does. Then I'm going to get the full name change. And the last one was this. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 16, we were talking about Joshua earlier. And I don't know how many times I've read this. And maybe I have read it and I forgot that I've read this. But this, I just saw this the other day. Numbers chapter 13, verse 16. These were the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Did you know Joshua had a name change? You don't think of him as Hosea. You only think of him ever as Joshua. He had a name change. Now, why was his name changed? I'll be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I googled it. I researched it. I looked it up. And, you know, as some things in the Bible, there's all sorts of opinions on why. So I'm not going to say it's definitely this or it's definitely that. We don't know for sure. Some of the key reasons that the name may have been changed was, number one, it, often in that time they would change the name of the second in command. So if Moses was sending in the spies, if he's wanting Joshua to be his second in command, possibly that is why he changed his name and called him Joshua because it was signifying he's the second in command. But actually, I believe Hosea, that name means salvation. Joshua means Yahweh is salvation. And I believe Joshua is a type of actually Jesus, our Savior, coming. His new name foreshadowed a prophetic truth. His new name foreshadowed a prophetic truth. There was a shift in the prophetic, and the prophetic unfolded after the name change. Guys, some of you are going to get a name change, and it's prophetic. The Lord is wanting to hand out some prophetic names, and it's prophetic for your next season. It's prophetic for where God's taking you. It's prophetic for where he's leading you. And we need to be open to hear, God, what is the prophetic word that you are speaking over me? What is the prophetic name that you are giving me? What is the prophetic direction that you are taking me? But in order to receive the prophetic name, we need to remove the old generational. Names are very significant. So is your name change a promise about to be released? Is it about a position to be released? Is it a perspective shift that you need to have happen? Or is it a prophetic unfolding of what God is about to do in your future. Which one of those do you want? Which one of those is God speaking to you about? Is it a promise? Is it a position? Is it a perspective? Or is it prophetic? A few months back when the Lord gave me this word, 
I'm not going to share it, but a few months back when he gave me, not this full word, but when he talked about a name change, there was something that I believe he spoke over me. I believe there's a name that he said, this is what I want you to start calling yourself. And I'm like, really? Really, Lord? And I took it seriously because when he gives you a name change, likely you will say, really? Because he sees who we are becoming, not who we were and not where we are. And so he's going to see you in a way that you're not yet able to see yourself. Because then we have to depend on him. Because this is about him and not about our works. There's a prophetic shift coming. There's a prophetic name shift coming. He is giving out some names right now. What is he calling you? What is he saying over you? What are you asking him for? What promise have you held on to that you may be put down that he's saying, I want you to pick that up again, and I want you to believe again because this is the shift, and once there's been a shift, then, then there's going to be a release, and I'm going to pray, and I want to pray over us that there's a shift today and that there's a release of some names, and I'm believing as I do that, then we are going to be prophetically stepping into something going into our next season. We're going to go into it looking different. We're going to go into it speaking different, and we will go into it seeing ourselves differently. And when he gives you that name, put it on your screensaver. Use it as your password. Write it down wherever you are. Begin to declare it and speak it over yourself. Look in the mirror as weird as you might feel. Look in the mirror and say, this is, if he calls you healed, Look in the mirror, I am healed. If he calls you loved, look in the mirror, I'm loved. If he calls you whole, I'm whole. If he calls you warrior, I'm warrior. If he calls you courage, I'm courage. What name he gives you, speak it. Declare it. Don't doubt it. Because, let me say this, what will likely happen when the Holy Spirit drops a name in our spirit and we think maybe this is from God, probably 98% of us are going to go, oh, that probably wasn't God. Can anybody identify? Do you already think you might be one of those? You don't have to raise your hand. Because that's what we do. If it's a lesser name, oh yeah, that would be me. You're a child of the living God. You got the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. You have been created for purpose. There's something that God has for you in this next season. Age does not concern him. Timing does. So he's not looking at age, but he is looking at timing. And I want to be right in the center of God's timing. So can you say yes before he gives you the name? Let me, I'm probably out of time, so let me finish with this. This uh, summer I was on holiday. And in the middle of the holiday, I won't go through all the, the details of it, but basically in the middle of the holiday, I was standing somewhere and I was, I was looking over an area and it was really beautiful. And instantly I felt the Lord say to me, Jen, will you say yes before you know the question? Now when God asks you that, you've got to think a minute. <laughs> will you say yes before you know the question. And I stood there for a minute and I looked out over what I was looking at and what I had been thinking about. And I said, yes, Lord. Yes. I don't need to know the question. I don't need to know the details. I want my heart to always say yes. Have I always done it perfectly? Of course not. But isn't that my heart? Yes. 
And I believe for many of us in the room, that's your heart. Will you say yes before he even gives you the name? Will you say, yes, I'll receive that, Lord, before you even know? Because if it's coming from God, it's going to be good. Because God only gives good and perfect gifts from above. Amen? So are we ready to receive a new name? Or at least maybe take off the old name? I want us to stand up because you've been sitting for a little bit. So let's change position. Okay, I'm not going to make this long, but I just want us to shift position, center your hearts up to the Lord. Father, I thank you, God, that you're here. We don't need fancy music. We don't need to have any of that. We just need the presence of Almighty God, and the presence of Almighty God is here right now. And Father, you know the names that are in this room. You know the names that you have to release over us in this room. But I also believe before we receive that maybe there are some names that need to be removed. And Father, I pray even right now as, you, as we, as I am praying, that you are speaking, that you are showing, and I believe you already have actually for some of us there are some names that have been spoken that were lies that are untruths that they are not your name and whether you do it prophetically or in your own heart you do it I want you to imagine ripping off that label and throwing that down that is not your name that is not the name that goes into the next season. The name that was spoken was not from the heart of heaven. There are names that maybe you have spoken over yourself. That God is saying, honey, stop. Just stop. I can feel the heart of heaven, the heart of God full of so much love. He's saying, I love you so much. I don't want you carrying that name any longer. And so right here and now, if you're wanting to, if you're ready, if you're comfortable, and fine if you're not, there's no pressure. But if you are, I want you just to say, Lord, take that name. Take that name. Take that name. I release that name to you right now. And I can see, it's like I can see angels just coming and picking up names, picking up labels, picking them up, 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 picking them up. And Father, as we have had some of us a name removed, I thank you that you are a name giver. And I ask now, God, that you would begin to release new names. There are names. I see names coming from heaven. I see labels being dropped down from heaven. There are names, 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 names being dropped down. 
There are names that he's sending down to you. Some of you, there might be more than one name he's wanting to speak over you. Is it a promise that you've been holding on to? I want to declare that there is a name change. There's a name change. There's a name change. There is a name change. There is a name change. There's a shift in the promise season. For some of you, there's a shift in the prophetic. For some of you, it's a perspective change. For some, it's a position change. But there are names coming down from heaven. And listen to what the Spirit of God is calling you. Father, thank you that the names you give are good, are full of love, and full of peace. The names you give may be beyond what we see in ourselves, but it's where you are wanting to take us. Father, I thank you for each woman. I thank you for the name that she carries, the birth name that she carries, the beautiful name that she carries, the heavenly name that she carries. I want to bless, I just bless your name. I speak blessing over your name, blessing over your name. For some of you, maybe you've not liked your name. I just feel God saying, I want to bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. Receive from heaven. I bless your name. I bless your name is blessed. God loves who you are. He loves who you are. And he's calling you his beloved. And so, Father, continue to put names over us. Today, later today, in the ministry time, in our own quiet time with you, that you would name us who we are for the season we're stepping into. And I pray that you would seal the names from heaven and our spirit, you would seal them that they could not be stolen away. And those names are the names we would declare and believe over our own lives. Because those names will shape the story that we write. Those names, I write my story from that name. Not from my old name, but from that name. And I ask that you seal this, Lord. In your name, in your name, I pray. Amen. Just quickly there, I just did just have that thought. You know, a lot of writers, they write under a different name. <laughs> and for someone, I just felt that right there at the end, maybe for your story. Write it from the name that heaven's given you today. Write your story from that name. Amen? Amen. Thanks, guys.